Welcome to Church in the Valley. Happy Sunday, guys. It's good to see everyone again. Happy New Year, in case I haven't seen you guys. It's kind of fun to see that we're all, like, having normal seating arrangements and no longer, like, clusters of, like, four or five or six or things like that. Uh, But why don't you guys come on over, grab a seat, uh, grab some of the program notes you can find over there at the table, as well as the lyric sheets if we still have them. If you're online, thank you for joining us. You can find everything you need, including your connection card, online at the website you're at. Uh, civlhambra.com forward slash Sunday. All the notes there, the online connection card. Um, and that goes for you guys in person too. You guys can find your online stuff um, at civlhambra.com forward slash Sunday. All right, well, why don't you guys stand with us as we uh, get to worshiping our God? an eternal spark I call you healer you can mend any broken heart I call you faithful father you finish everything you start my soul was made to respond I know you by a thousand names and you deserve You've given me a million ways To be amazed at what you've done And I am lost in wonder At all you do I've known you by a thousand names And I'll sing them back to you Your love is boundless Beyond what I could dream Your grace is patient You've never given up on me I call you bondage breaker Cause you're handing out the prison keys My soul was made And to be free Sing I know I've known you by a thousand names And you deserve every single one You've given me a million ways To be amazed at what you've done And I am lost in wonder At all you do I know you by a thousand names And I'll sing them back I'll sing them Lost in wonder at all you 
deserve every single one You've given me a million ways To be amazed at what you've done And I am lost in wonder At all you do I've known you by a thousand days And I'll sing them back to you Silence seals my voice Cause you understand me You understand me Come to me In the valley of unknowns You understand me You understand me You understand me understand me so I throw all my cares before you my doubts and fears don't scare you you're bigger than I thought you were you're bigger than I thought so I stop all negotiations with the God of all creation you're bigger than I thought you were you're bigger than I thought you were, yeah. I believe, I believe, but help my unbelief. You understand me. You understand me, help me reach, help me reach the faith that's underneath. Is you understand me, you understand me, you understand me, God, you understand me. So I throw all my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought. So I'll stop all negotiations with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought you were. than we thought you were Stronger than the highest mountain Father's hands, I will rest in the Father's hands, leave the rest in the Father's hands, I will rest, I will rest in the Father's hands, leave the rest in the Father's hands. 
doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought. So I'll stop all negotiations with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were. 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 Welcome this morning. Just want to give you a warm CIV welcome. Whether you're here with us today or watching from home, we're glad that you joined us. Um, my name is Mark Klepsig, and I lead a community group or help lead a community group here at Church in the Valley. And uh, if you're a guest this morning, I just want to take uh, a minute and just tell you we have a free gift for you over at the guest resource table. And we'd love for you to take one of those. It's a book that's called How Good is Good Enough. Um, take that for yourself or for a friend or family member. We just That's our free gift. Please take that on your way out this morning. Um, I'd also like for everyone to fill out a connection card. That's how we know uh, if you have any change in your contact information or if you want to just document the next step that you're taking after uh, the message this morning. I know for me that makes it more real. I'm more prone to take that step. Or um, if you just want to let us know about a prayer request, something that we would love to lift you up to, to the Father about. Um, if you're uh, a regular, just fill out whatever other information is, uh, is applicable this morning. And if you're a guest, fill out whatever information is comfortable for you. So um, we'd like to welcome you also to give online. Uh, you can continue to give online, or there are buckets uh, that we've placed around where you can drop your offering if you're here with us uh, this morning. We do have a very generous crowd, as we're about to find out. Uh, we have one more chance, one more week, uh, to do the Christmas offering. So every year we've created an opportunity to give above and beyond the normal tithes and offerings. And uh, we, we support lots of different ministries, um, ministries that are local, uh, ministries that are uh, international. So we really want to support the work that God's doing all over the world. Uh, we set a goal of $20,000, and we've met that goal. So thank you very much for your generosity, the way that God's blessed each of you, and the way that you continue to bless the church. We're really honored to be a part of that. So we're $3,000 uh, over that goal, just about. So thanks again. Um, so uh, as I mentioned, half of that, uh, we have lots of different ministries that we're supporting. I think they're going to show up on the screen. And half of those are local and half of those are global. So when we say local, we're meaning like North America and then ministries that happen all around. Some, some are very, very local as well. So uh, whatever that finer, final number is, um, as we continue to give, we're going to match it. The church has taken the, uh, taken the decision to match whatever is given from the church funds and support our sister church, Church in the Valley, Ontario Ranch. So for those of you that may not know, we were um, launched out of that church, and that church, just like us, has been setting up and tearing down every week for over 30 years, and they've got a building that they've been able to lease, but uh, it does require some extensive construction, so we want to support them in that. So whatever you guys give to the Christmas offering, the church will match and then support Ontario Ranch in that way. So the gifts can be given from now through January 31st, like I mentioned, just over a week left. All right, well, um, let's continue to worship, and then Neil will come and give our message. Thank you very much.
blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight, vision of rapture now burst on my sight, angels descending, bring from above, echoes of of love. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. really thank you, God, that we can go through the days and just praise you, God. We look about us and we see your nature, we see your creation, and God, we just see what a good God you are, and then just people, you created us, and I just thank you, God, that um, 
that you love us, that um, you understand us as we sang before. God, that you, um, you are guiding us, you're helping us, and help us, God, just to delight in you day by day and just keep seeking you. And I just thank you for this morning that we can sing praises to you. And you're such a good God, and just thank you for the message we're about to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. I trust you're doing well this morning. And that um, a thing we spoke of a few weeks ago about uh, preparing your heart to, uh, to hear God's word before we get here has been something that's been going on in your life already this morning. So uh, we'll just uh, take that to be the case. So today we're going to be beginning a four-week series on uh, the journey of life. And uh, now we're not just talking there about your physical life. We're not just talking about, you know, these are the years you're alive or something. Because a lot of people, they live and they die, and it's really like they never lived at all. I mean, they just, they just really don't live. And so what we're going to be looking at over the next four weeks is the journey of life that we live as we step into the kingdom of God. So we're going to kick this off by this week looking at fresh starts. And so um, let me just ask you, as, as we get started, anybody over the course of the last year or so thought, you know, I, I'd like a fresh start, you know, like a do-over here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, one of you. Um, so that's good. Uh, the rest of you, you know, I'm thinking you probably had that thought at some place along the way. Many of you are looking for fresh starts or you have friends that are looking for fresh starts. You know, some, you know, they just want a fresh start from... 2021 uh, for some it's just from last semester you know they think well that didn't go well um, for others you know they're looking for bigger fresh starts for some it's you know they want a fresh start as far as a job or maybe they need a financial fresh start uh, for others they're thinking I need a relational fresh start you know I need something different there uh, for others they're thinking you know I, I need a fresh start in my walk with God I, I just need something different there so not everyone's at the same place. So this morning, what I want us to do is I want us to help to begin to look at how you can experience a new beginning, how you can experience a fresh start from wherever you happen to be starting. Now, some of you need to experience a fresh start by stepping into the kingdom. That's one of the very first things. And that's one of the things that, honestly, I think people get very um, confused on sometimes. So we're going to try to flesh that out a little bit this morning so you understand that. But some live, and men and women, what they do is they, they live and they never really experience life. They, they experience kind of a shadow, but not the substance of, of purpose, of relationships, of friendships, of love, of joy, of peace. They experience just a shadow of what they should experience. And what makes the difference? Well, one factor clearly is stepping into the kingdom. The kingdom was a huge topic for Jesus. I mean, over 126 times the kingdom of God is mentioned in the Gospels. And Jesus, you know, had much to say about that, and yet today we often hear very little about it. But I'm convinced of this. If you rightly understand what Jesus has to say about the gospel, then so many of your fears and so many of your worries begin to just fade away. If you rightly understand what Jesus has to say about the kingdom of God, so many of your fears and worries begin to fade away. So what is the kingdom of God? It's referred to as the kingdom of heaven oftentimes in the gospel of Matthew. But what, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is simply this. It is his reign. His reign. Now, a lot of times when people think of the kingdom of God, they think of it as a place. They think, you know, oh, the kingdom of God is like, you know, it's like they equate it to heaven or something. They think that's the kingdom of God. No, heaven happens to not be the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is wherever his will is being done. It can happen on earth where his desires are being carried out, where his agenda is what is occurring. So part of God's will, part of what God wants carried out is he wants us to step into a relationship with him. 
He wants us to come to know him. He doesn't want us to just come to know about him. He wants us to actually come to know him. Big difference. Another part of what he's wanting to do is he's gathering a people to himself into an inclusive community with himself at the very center. And he wants us to be a part of that. He wants us to be a part of that gathering people, and he wants us to be a part of helping with that. Now, the fact that he would invite us into a personal relationship with him and include us in a community that he's building is why the gospel is called good news. The reason it's good news is because we get to experience things we never would have gotten to experience before. As Jesus came into the world, he announced the accessibility of the kingdom through him to us. He said we can have the kingdom through him as we began to get to know him. So he showed us that by becoming a man, by living the life here with us, what our lives could be like as we live them in daily communion with and dependence upon God. Now, the kingdom of God, that is life in God's power and presence, is something that he offers to very ordinary people, just like you and I. I mean, each one of us can experience that. Jesus said it this way. He said, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. That little word repent is interesting there. We tend to think of that like, you know, don't do that anymore. And in, in some ways there's, there's some of that. But what it means is it means to change our directions, to take a different path, to rethink things. As one friend of mine has said, it, what Jesus is saying here is review your plans for living and base your life upon this remarkable opportunity. Review your plans for living and base your life upon this remarkable opportunity. The picture you get in the Gospels as Jesus unfolds the kingdom is that it's, it's something that, that's present and it's also future. It's already but it's not yet. That is, we can enter into it now. We can begin to experience his rule and his reign in our life right now. We can begin to experience that in the lives of others. In some degree, we can begin to experience that in the world. But one day, we will get to experience his reign in its fullness, where what he wants is readily done all the time. Now, God's kingdom is not something that's to be accepted now and, and enjoyed later, but it's something that we can enter into right now. I mean, right now, we, we can do it. So many of you um, and myself, you know, we're looking for fresh starts. The gospel says that the way of the kingdom has been opened to us. It is available through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Paul, Paul puts it this way. He says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. In other words, if you transfer your trust from anything you're doing to what Jesus has already done, you not only gain forgiveness of sin, but you begin to get to experience the life in God's kingdom, the life that he desires for us to be able to have. Now, some really struggle with that i mean honestly they they look at that and they think i need i need to do something to, to earn this or something i mean surely i got to do something well jesus addressed that in fact at one point in uh, matthew 19 he says this truly i say to you it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven now you look at that and you think what i mean does god not like money uh, or does he not like rich people? I mean, what, what's up with that? No, that's not what he's saying at all. It's not anything. It's The thing is this. Rich people tend to have a mindset sometime of like, well, if I need that, I'll just take care of it myself. I'll, 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 just, I'll just go handle it. I'll just buy it. What he's trying to get across there is, you know what? You can't buy grace. Grace is something that's a free gift. It's something that's provided by God. It's not something you earn. It's not something you deserve. So that's why it's hard sometimes because we struggle. We think surely there's something, you know, no. Jesus has already paid the whole thing. He has paid the way. So his consistent message that Jesus has is you can have a fresh start. The kingdom of God is available to you. 
Now, that involves his rule and his reign in our lives. It involves you making choices in line with his guidance. And it also involves you gaining the benefits like grace and peace that a relationship with him offer. Jesus said this. He said, we must receive the kingdom of God like little children. So what is received? Is, is it heaven? No. I mean, that's not the main thing he's talking about here. What he's received is his rule and his reign in our life. By grace, through faith, you accept God's reign into your life. If it was just accepting heaven, I mean, who wouldn't be accepting heaven? Everybody goes, oh, yeah, heaven's good. But what he's talking about when he talks about entering the kingdom, what he's talking about it with the gospel is you accept his rule and his reign in your life to be lived out each day. Jesus mentioned again in Matthew 6, and we'll try to get this in before the helicopter does, but we're not going to make it, so we'll hold off on that. But what Jesus said was this, Matthew 6, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, a lot of times we look at that and we think, what, what does that mean? You know, he had just been talking to them about, you know, there's a lot of things that... Uh, that you may be wanting to go after, you know, you may be worried about clothing, you may be worried about food, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Well, what is, his, what is the kingdom of God and his righteousness? It's his rule and his reign in our lives and in the lives of others. Now, I know this is really foundational, but this is one of those things that it's so important that we straighten out our thinking on this because if we don't, we miss the whole thing that Jesus over and over and over was talking about. Does stepping into the kingdom make a difference in the journey of life? Well, yeah. Author John Ortberg said that whenever and wherever the kingdom of God is reigning, you see three things taking place, reconciliation, restoration, and rejoicing. Reconciliation, restoration and rejoicing. Jesus was all about reconciliation between us and God and between us and one another. He was the reconciler. And we can begin to forgive. You know, I can forgive you. You can forgive me because God has forgiven us. And because we've experienced that forgiveness, we can extend that to others. So reconciliation becomes something that's very possible, very pragmatic in our lives. And then restoration. In the kingdom of God, as opposed to the kingdom of the world, things are restored as they were intended to be. Over and over in the Gospels, you see Jesus healing people. You see him casting out demons. You see him, see him restoring sight to the blind. Why? Well, because what he was trying to do is he's wanting us to understand our lives have been wrecked by sin. I mean, honestly, at the fall, our lives in every area, in every different phase, began to be impacted by that. And he said, you know what, we, we are prideful, we don't love each other, we're filled with fears, we're filled with insecurities and addictions. What God wants to do is he wants to free us from all that to restore us to become the people that he designed us to be in the very first place. So restoration is a real part of stepping into the kingdom. Rejoicing. Jesus compares the kingdom of God to a wedding feast where all the guests are invited. And he spends a lot of time, if you look at the life of Jesus, he spends all kind of times at parties and, and eating and drinking with people and, and getting uh, uh, around them because he wants us to understand that the kingdom of God is about joy. It's why over and over um, Jesus says when people really experience the kingdom, they want it more than anything else. In fact, at one point he says, it's kind of like a guy who was a merchant and he discovered this pearl, a very expensive pearl, and he went and sold everything he had so that he could get that because it was of such value to him. When you really understand the kingdom and you want to experience it more than anything else, you want it more than like the perfect job, you want it more than the perfect address. You want it more than um, this boyfriend or this girlfriend. You, you want it more than the perfect GPA. You really desire the kingdom more than anything. And a story that kind of, you know, helps me to get my mind wrapped around some of that sometimes was this friend I used to work with in ministry. His name was Chuck. 
And Chuck worked in, we worked in ministry for several years, and then Chuck went back kind of into the family business. And the family business happened to be asphalting. They, uh, they paved like airports and all sorts of runways, highways, different things like that. So they were the ones who went in and did all this different work. So Chuck went in that. Chuck was a strong believer. His family had business in this one state, and they wanted him to open it up in this other state. And so he began to open it up there. And the agreement with his father was that, you know, um, you kind of open it up there, and everything that you do there, that'll, that'll be your inheritance. And, you know, um, his brother, he said, you know, now he has, he's been helping run the operation here in this state, so this will be like his. And so you've got that. He'll have this. And so that seemed to be a great operation. And Chuck worked and built the uh, business up bigger and bigger and um then his father unexpectedly died and because this was a verbal agreement and not a uh, written agreement and because his dad had never finalized some of those things his brother who happened to have more seniority in the company said uh, no we're not going to do that in fact um none of that's yours and all of a sudden for chuck I mean, it was like several million dollars that was just gone. Now, you begin to think about that. If all of a sudden you had several million dollars and it was just gone, you know, what, what would be your response? You know, well, for Chuck, I mean, he really struggled with that a little bit. And then one day he got up and was spending some time with God in the morning. And he was in Acts chapter 8. And in Acts chapter 8, Acts is about talking about how the disciples began to spread out and then the people that they worked with began to spread out and they began to share the news of the kingdom of God all over the place and how people could step into this relationship with Christ. And one of those was a guy named Philip. And in Acts chapter 8, it talks about how Philip's going along the highway and there's this guy from Ethiopia. They call him the Ethiopian eunuch. And he's there and... Uh, he's reading in the book of Isaiah. And Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? And he says, well, how can I understand unless somebody explains it to me? And so Philip steps up into the guy's chariot and begins where he is to explain. He was reading Isaiah. He begins to explain from Isaiah on how the guy can step into a relationship with Jesus and how he can step into the kingdom. And it says that a little while later, he, it makes sense to him. He chooses to do that. Then he says, hey, there's some water. Can I get baptized? And Philip says, sure. And they go down. He gets baptized. It says, and then he went on his way rejoicing. And Chuck was talking to me. He said, you know, I read that that morning. And I began to look at that. And he said, and I thought, huh. Now, this guy is an official within the, the queen's court there in Ethiopia. And he said, I thought about that. And I thought, this guy is around children every day. And he knows. He'll never have a family. He's a eunuch. He's not going to have a family. He said he's around immense wealth every single day. And he knows he's never going to be wealthy. That's not his lot. And yet it says that because he came to know Jesus, he went on his way rejoicing. And Chuck said, you know, the Spirit of God just spoke to me that morning. He said, Chuck, what's it going to take for you? $3 million? Is that what it's going to take? What, what's it going to take? And Chuck said, you know, as I looked at that that day, I decided, no. Jesus is enough to make you go on your way rejoicing in life. And that's what he did. I mean, when you began to look at Chuck, he was reconciled with his brother. I mean, he, he began to be restored in, into a different business, and, and God really restored his life. And then... He just lives a life of just rejoicing in God, rejoicing in the fact of a relationship where that's what the kingdom of God does. When you begin to live under the rule and reign of Jesus Christ, all of those three are factors in your life. Now, some of you may have never understood Jesus' invitation into the kingdom quite like that. Some of you may, you know, kind of thought, ah, I didn't really get it. I was under the rule and reign. Yeah. But if you've never understood that, I would invite you today, you know, start today and really, you know, step into that relationship.
It's, it's as simple as ABC. You know, first just admit to him that you're a sinner. Admit to him, you know what? I've really, what I've been about is I've really been about my rule and reign. I've really been about that in my life, not your rule and reign in my life. I've really been about making my name known. I haven't really been about making your name known. That's what I've been about. That's what it means to be a sinner, that we're about ourselves. We're, we're not thinking about God. We're not submitting ourselves to him. We're not walking with him. And, you know, admit that to him. B, believe that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus gives you free access to the kingdom. Free for you, not for him. He's the one who paid the price. But believe that the death, burial, and resurrection gives you free access. And C, commit your life to him, his rule and reign in your life by accepting what he's already done on your behalf. So ad admit to him you're a sinner. Believe in his death, burial, and resurrection and his power to give you life in the kingdom. And then commit your life to him. Commit your life to his rule and reign in your life. Amy Carmichael said it like this. Upon a life I did not live, upon a death I did not die, another's life, another's death, I staked my whole eternity. Upon a life I did not live, upon a death I did not die, another's life, another's death, I stake my whole eternity. You know, I, I would ask you this morning, you know, what are you staking your whole eternity on? Because, you know, that it, it's central. It's central to the journey of life. Now, some of you may be thinking, you know, you may be like me when I first stepped into the kingdom. Um, I know for me, I, I thought, there's got to be more to this than just the forgiveness of sin. But I had no idea what it was. I was just fat, dumb, and happy, had no idea at all. And what I did was, you know, there was about a year and a half that I kind of struggled along trying to figure out what are the next steps? What are you supposed to be doing? <laughs> what, what now? Well, I'm glad you asked. Jeremy's going to be stepping in and talking about that next week. So you'll want to come back for that. He'll tell you about how, you know, you can not only have a fresh start, but this is what you do from that point forward. So he'll be looking at that. For others of you, you may have started well. Maybe you got really a good start. And, you know, unlike me, you had some folks along to help you, and you really got some traction. But over the years, you've just kind of strayed away a little bit, and you've stepped out. You know, what I would encourage you to do is exactly what the psalmist did in Psalm 119. Ask God for help and get a fresh start there. In Psalm 119, 176, he has this right here. He says, I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. Now, if you ever read Psalm 119, what you find is this guy, he, it's kind of called the ABCs of uh, God's word. Over and over, it's like the longest psalm in the Bible, but he talks about all the different facets of God's word and what God's work's like. And it's like God's word is like this, and it's like this, and it's like this. And he looks at all these different facets of God's work. And he said, this is amazing. You know, this is what God's word. But then the very last verse in the chapter, he says, I have strayed like a lost sheep. Now, you might think because this guy has written this chapter, he's going to say, but no worries. I got this. I know how to get there. I'll be back in a little bit. That's not what he says. He says, I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant for I have not forgotten your commands. Maybe for you, where you are right now is, you know what, you just need to ask God for help. You just need to say, hey, you know what, God, I, I got a good start, but I need to get back on track. What I'd encourage you today is step into that, ask God for that, and begin to take the next steps that we'll be talking about next week. Wherever you are in the journey of life, what I would encourage you today is commit to having a fresh start today. Commit to deciding that, you know what, from this moment forward, I want to really live life in, in such a way that I really experience all that God has for me in the journey of life. Let me pray for us, and we'll invite the worship team back up.
Father, thank you for the fact that you, you didn't just uh, come that we would um, um, have something someday in heaven. That's, that wasn't at all. But you wanted us to experience life right now. You wanted us to taste what life in your kingdom is like, to be able to experience your rule and your reign in our life. And Father, I pray that we would do that. I pray that we would step out of the uh, understanding that it's just about something in the future. And we would really understand that today, right now, you want us to live life in such a way that we really know you and love you and honor you in the way we live our lives. So would you make that reality in our lives? And we pray that in Jesus' name. Thanks, Neil. It's a good word. Well, I want to invite you, um, whatever your next step is today, um, whether you need to step into the kingdom, and as Neil said, to ABC, accept or admit, believe, and commit, or whether you need to ask him to seek you out and, um, and to really help you where you're at. Um, we're going to sing this song um, asking the Father to make us more like Jesus. And so spend some time meditating on the message and when you feel ready to, to join with us and, and stand and sing these songs. status as nothing the king of all kings came to serve washing my feet covering me with your love if more of you means less of me take everything Yes, all of you is all I need. Take everything. You are my life and my treasure. The one that I can't live without. Desires and dreams I lay down. Oh, here at your feet, my desires and dreams I lay down. If more of you means less of me, take everything. Yes, all of you.
Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. Move of your spirit. Heaven, break out. Come now in power. Cover this land like you've done it before. Would you do it again? Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. Move of your spirit. Heaven, break out. Come now in power. Cover this land like you've done it your spirit heaven break out come now in power cover this land like you've done it before would you do it again it's Jesus Jesus Lord that's our prayer would you send a revival in our hearts in our church our city, Lord. God, we want to be followers of you and more than just in name, more than just by saying it with our mouths, but living it with our lives. We know that your love is better than life. We know that your way of living is the only one that brings fulfillment and fullness of joy. That's because it's with you, the creator of our souls and the lover of our souls. We thank you for the newness that we get to have in you. You brought us from death and into life, and we pray that you would, we would, you would help us to live us out and to worship you with more than our mouths, with all the things that we do each day. So we give this year to you, Lord, and the rest of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. We're going to celebrate this real quick. I needed rescue. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy. The chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Your love is the end. When you call my name, I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. See you all next week.